He wanted 22 bucks, but I talked him down to 17. We are Hottest 100s and Thousands, and we have taken control of your radio station. This is the podcast in which we talk about the songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the Triple J Hottest 100. My name is David James Young, and I'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so. Joining me once again, Mr. Nathan Harrison. Hello. Mr. Andrew McDonald. Let me say about the bush. And Mr. Adam Buncher. Hi. Welcome back, everybody. Here we are. 50 songs down, 50 to go. We are looking forward and we are looking back at the same time. We have a beautiful peripheral of everything that was, is, and forever shall be. We're like those dragonflies that have 360 degrees. Exactly. Like, the view from here is astounding. Mm. I can see the shaman up the back, you know, sharing a peace (laughs) pipe with 10,000 maniacs and Kev Carmody's just hanging out and telling stories to the guys in New Order. You can see some lights over in the distance. It's clearly Ebenezer Good. Yep, (laughs) yep, that's definitely... It's not all beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not Dave Graney's just hanging out in a hammock, just swinging around, watching. He would too, <laughs> ignoring Mr. Wendell. <laughs> yeah, Speech is trying to talk to Dave Graney, and Dave Graney's just like, "I don't give a shit, fuck off." <laughs> and Speech just looks at him dead in the eyes, just like, "Did Nathan tell you to say that?" <laughs> so let's trudge on into our next fifty songs. At number fifty. The first of 14 appearances this band will be making over the next 10 Hottest 100s. This is UMI with Adam's Ribs. Number 50 with Adam's Ribs. Not to be mistaken for Adam Bunch's Ribs. No. Uh, that is my single, and that's coming out later this year. Look forward to that. I am. Oh, so you should be. Yeah. 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 Thank you. <laughs> you're very, you're very, very welcome. Uh, we are going to throw this one to Andrew. Uh, now, Andrew, tell us a bit about your relationship with Mr. Tim Rogers and you and I in general. They're a band that I've always had an affinity for more than I would say a deep love for. Whenever I see 
um, I haven't actually seen you in my while. I've seen Tim Rogers, and I've seen him in a few other carnations guesting on certain things here and there as well. Mm-hmm. He's always a charming, consummate, fantastic performer. He has a great stage presence, and he he knows rock and roll, and he is he's so fucking rock and roll, and I love it. It's, yeah, he's just like everything he does has just got so much goddamn swagger. He actually, in a lot of ways, reminds me of um, John Spencer with his rock oh, and roll yes. swagger on stage. Yeah, kinda, I can see that. He's lo- yeah, the, see the, that. The, the music just he just channels it and he grooves on it, and it's fantastic to see. And it, and it carries through in a lot of their music as well, I think. And but having said that, though, I still find myself. I would say on the outside of love, looking in, but I see the love. I understand it. Friends of mine are huge for this band, and I do get that. But I do like them. I think this is a terrific song. I uh, it's like it's great. It grooves. It's fantastic. Um, by the by, the end when Rogers' voice is getting a bit rawer, it's like a kind of a snapshot into the UMI that we never really got, but it's still fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's like, like at his best. I often find that. Tim Rogers evokes kind of um, like Ray Davies, kind of not in the sense that he yeah. sounds like the Kinks, but in the sense that it's kind of that middle ground between a straight, like a storytelling songwriter and somebody who plays more with poetry, kind of thing like that. And I love that he does that so well. It mm. reminds me a lot of the Kinks in a way. Um, I think this song is a perfect representation of that. It's like it's, the lyrics are fantastic. It evokes a time that I feel, I feel like I was there, and I wasn't when it was happening. Sure, I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I get it, man. I remember that. I'm like, oh, no, I don't. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's the power of Tim in this song I think and the band as well fantastic it's neat but it's not too neat it's, the production is fantastic it, it rocks hard and it kicks ass I, I, it's a great song that's all I have to say about it absolutely Nathan yeah no I agree the speed up particularly at the end yeah, I think yeah. it's just like it's so it's good fun and so yeah. it happens you're like I'm so on board yeah. with this right now it's great and I think because uh to my mind, this is their first single yeah the very first yeah. single they oh, put wow. out I, you know so promising as well yeah. like I think I think this is a great song, but like it's certainly not at the heights that they will come to in a couple of years. Yeah. You know, hi-fi. It's not. It's not Alley Daily. Alley yeah. Daily and hi-fi way, like you know, which arguably revolutionised Australian rock music. I think. I think that's no argument from me. It's a pretty fair thing no. to say, and I think this is very promising, and it sort of shows what will happen and can happen. Let's throw to the titular character of the story. Uh, Adam, what's your, what's your take on this song and uh, what's your relationship with you and mine? I've only dabbled a little bit with the two albums that you've mentioned, Nathan. Um, you know, kind of exploring Australian music a little bit. I think it was at the time with the hottest 100 Australian albums of all time. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And those were albums that I wasn't familiar with. So I began to kind of delve into them. And again, I haven't really explored them as much as I should have. Um, but it did kind of give me some kind of idea into it. And I and I remember like actually listening to those albums being like, oh, right, so all those Australian bands are trying to be UMI. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. That makes sense. And even with this song, as soon as I heard it, I went like, it clearly fits into another band who I think uh, released their first album next year, uh, the really early kind of Silverchair sound. Mm-hmm. I know that they were very d- directly kind of influenced as well. I think I'm at the right time there. I'm at the right time for Frog Stomp. Uh, you're, you're not too far off. Yeah. And you know why that's a pertinent uh, reference. Because, yeah, because uh, the chair part came from Berlin Chair. Yes, is, that's uh, correct. Is, you know, ah. yeah. mm. And the silver was like a, a uh, misspelling mis- yeah, of Sliver? Yeah, um, by Nirvana. Yeah. So, yeah, they were calling up Super Request and they had two songs that they wanted to hear and they thought it'd be funny to call up and request Sliver Chair, uh, which then got wrote down as Silver Chair. And, uh... Yeah, the rest, the rest, is, history. The rest is history, indeed. But I think it's and a the really... rest is oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a really important like um, Australian rock sound, yeah. You know? And it's and it's traced across you know numerous different bands, and it, it it also like really nicely fits into the kind of 
more kind of uh, American rock sound as well. Like it's not too far removed from what was happening in grunge, really. Like, yeah, sure. Well, I think is, so. It's nice, but it's but it's different to that. Like, yeah, it is, it is kind of the Australian take on it, and I, from that point of view, I get heaps into it. When you say about the Australian sound, I think it's really fantastic. And they, this is, I guess, pretty much all of UMI's discography, and Tim Rogers in general, that it feels Australian, but there's no kind of knee-jerk cultural cringe art. Yeah. It's Australiana. It's like in the same way that like the drones and Paul Kelly evoke a particularly Australian landscape, but there's never any kind of... It's a bit on the nose. Walking there. along the banks of the Yarra. There's none of that. <laughs> it's just like, this is just... This is, this is just Austra- oh, obviously, like, Ali Daly is the peak of that. That is yes. just... This, that's Sydney, yeah. like, mm. but all of their stuff it does that, and it's just it's so Australian and so authentic. It's just a genuine love of Australia. It's not a name drop Australia. Yeah. It's just an Australian person. And it's yeah. fantastic. It's awesome. Yeah, it's a Dave, beautiful reflection. Love the song. I love this song. I love this band. You and I are one of my favorite bands of all time. I've seen them eight times, wow. uh, including twice last year at the Enmore Theatre. I got to see them performing on their Hi-Fi Daily tour, which is where they performed Ali Daily and then Hi-Fi Way in full. Wow. Uh, which were absolutely amazing nights. Uh, I love Ali Daily in particular. That's one of my favorite records. Uh, it's just a record that I've really, really grown to love over the years, and each song uh, on that record means the world to me, and I can't say that about a lot of records. I can say, you know, I love nearly every song on this record, but there'll always be, like, a holdout, like, oh, but oh, I'd probably lose that track, but apart from that, it's really good. But Ali Daly's a start-to-finish perfect record. I, I love Hi-Fi Way as well. I love... Yeah, they're past, present, and future. They're just one of those bands that has always spoken to me. They are uh, what you see is what you get, meat and potatoes, straight up rock and roll band, but there's so much layering in the lyrics and the characters and the stories that they tell through their music. You could just hear the big riff and the big drums and, you know, a nice little sing-along chorus, but then you realise, oh, this is actually really like a busted-up song. There's a lot going on there. Uh, this is uh, their first single, and it features their original drummer, uh, Mark Tunley. Uh, Mark was a lot faster, and he used double kick, and yeah, he was, I guess, a uh, much heavier drummer than Rusty Hawkinson, who would join the band not long after this, and would be a part of the band ever since. I love Rusty, and he's an incredible drummer, but uh, Mark definitely had his own style as well on the uh, the record this is from, Sound as Ever. Yeah, there's definitely a, a heavier, almost almost vaguely grungier side to it, which I, which I really, really dig. Mm. Such a great energy. I love the build-up and the payoff, of course, towards the end, which is perfect. How good is it when they just bring the riff back at like, yeah, the regular it's just speed like, just at the end? Yeah, it's, it's just, just like, like yes. screw it. Why yeah, not? Da, 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 da. Oh, it's fucking awesome. I love this band, and I'm really stoked that you guys are into this as well. So, very, very excited to continue the dialogue about this band yeah, into the future. Yes. Yeah, lucky we are all into it, because otherwise, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's a lot of songs to not enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the night is young. You never know. At number 49, uh, we talked about this band not too long ago and came up with some beautiful Bizarro World alternatives as to what their last single could have sounded like. Mm. And I'm very interested to see how the Bizarro World is going to treat this little number. Number 49, it's Living Colour with Bye.
with the song Bi. I'm going to kick this one off because as a bisexual person, I just want to call out the line everybody wants you when you're bi. <laughs> Bullshit, living colour. <laughs> Bullshit. Bull fucking winky. Alright? Every guy I've ever liked, yeah, sorry, I've got a girlfriend. Every girl I've ever liked, yeah, sorry, I've got a girlfriend. It's fucked! <laughs> Being bisexual is fucked! No one likes you! It's fucking bullshit every girl thinks you're gay every guy thinks you're gay and they don't like it <laughs> regardless it's not fair you should write a song man oh i will i'll get into it i'll write i'll write a, i'll write an answer song yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> several 20 yeah. something years after the yeah. fact hey living color i'm drawing <laughs> you out <laughs> this is such a bizarre contrast from nothingness the yes. the, the spacey like isolated lyrics and then to throw in this number which kind of sounds like Prince like it's just it's like a, a fucked up bizarro world Prince but go, it's, Prince, it. It, it's got the it's, funk in it yeah it's what Prince it's nonetheless and the sexuality yeah. and it's yeah, yeah. it's really hard to know exactly what to say about this song I just think it's a bit fucking weird yeah. especially considering none of the members are gay or bi. Cool. That's something I definitely wanted to know when I was listening to the song. Like, because it, it, it... It's just like, why would you why would you bring up this shit? Like, was this trendy in the 90s or something? Yeah, has... Did I miss a boat? Is there a boat I could be on with heaps of other sexy bisexual people and be fucking killing it right Where everybody now? everybody wants you. Exactly. Yeah. In this See, real beautiful yeah. world? I'd the, kill for that. The, I think this song, the weird thing, it, uh, you can tell that it's written from a hetero point of view and it ties into that image of like non-heteros are promiscuous it has that kind of like yeah know, right like everyone's yeah. doing things because you're not straight you're always fucking oh. like that. it ties into that tired old fucking idea I fucking yeah. wish living <laughs> colour I fucking wish I've got the evidence here living colour I'm sorry uh, <laughs> exactly but yeah I, the song itself is just as you said it's fucking weird <laughs> like there's not much like talking about it is just I don't know it's not a terrible song no it's, just, it's not I don't know I just I don't know what like I don't know what their angle is. Yeah. Like, right? Are yeah. they being sincere or is this a kind of like was the singer in some way like spurned by a lover who was bisexual and then wrote I'm it? I'm thinking like, that. That's because it's, it's referenced sort of in the second verse. And and it, yeah. like I, I feel like I, I pick up hints of like, oh, this is just the guy's fantasy that his partner will be bisexual and won't have a threesome yeah. with another lady. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like I, I just don't understand the angle and I also don't understand the angle of everyone that voted for this song. Like, was this popular because 
it was a joke or did people were like, no, this is cool. Like, you know, it's got the line about how everyone's sexuality is a bit messed up and that's kind of nice or whatever. And like, you know, giving into the idea that we can think about sexuality as a spectrum and yeah. like everyone, you know, doesn't have to be one thing or the other, but also it's just a weird song. And yeah. Weird song. And I feel like I'm being generous. Yeah. By giving it Do that. you think that, yeah. would, would this have been like a, non-hetero anthem at the time if you were a bisexual teen in 93 would this have been your baller would this have been a banger at a club like I don't get it I, I, I honest to god do not know it's not revealing anything you know what I mean like it's not it's not giving any insight into what it's actually like to, to be a bisexual well they wouldn't know yeah, yeah. they wouldn't fucking exactly. know like the closest thing you get is I think you've nailed it Nathan when you said like everyone's sexuality is a little bit fucked up like yeah. which is which is fine but I think the difference like we're talking about you and I being authentic Australian. This is inauthentic. It's an inauthentic it's track. Inauthentic but also, yes, it's an artist with with some success, like in the mainstream. You can look at like cult personality and, and nothingness. Yeah, <laughs> doing a song that is very radio friendly. Like it's it's so yeah. groovy and it's about bisexuality. Maybe in 1993, yeah, it's like, like finally, you know, accessible pop culture that can can reflect that. Like I don't know. Maybe that's that's. Who knows? What people grabbed onto. Maybe not. Maybe it was a big laugh. Living Colour, you're a mystery wrapped in an enigma. <laughs> I can't believe it was on the same album as Nothing It's is. Exactly. Weird. Fucking nuts. I think the only way I can really sum up my relationship to this song is uh, by using another 90s reference of Home Improvement. <laughs> He's back! <laughs> At number 48, it's Dave Craney and his Coral Snakes. But not of the Wolverine. Your Saturday night, Golly G, Monday morning, what does it mean? Not of the Wolverine. Yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm gone. All around me. An open road Not at the Wolverine Not at the Wolverine Yeah You'll be here on the 25th floor With my feet in the clouds I can't know what you mean Know what I mean Not at the Wolverine Not at the Wolverine All is reflection All is gone all around, all around me an open road, not of the Wolverine. Free beer and chicken in hotel rooms, hired cars, snakeskin boots, money in my pocket, a scarf over the lampshade, black tape over the window, one strong suitcase. Going to bed in the morning. Dave Granny number 48 in the 1993 Hottest 100 with Night of the Wolverine. And we are very fortunate to have his number one fan in the room with us right now, Mr. Adam Boncher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. How you doing, man? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm actually a bit... I'm not sure where to sit with this one, to be honest, because I wanted to hate it more than I did. <laughs> um, in the end, it's just kind of like... It's clearly too long. Can I start with that? Like, yeah, just, I'll pay that. It I'll is pay friggin' that. long. I'll pay that. Right, and it's just, I don't know, just, the guitar thing was kind of okay in it. Um, I don't know what was going on with the storytelling. I couldn't make heads or tails of any yeah. of that. And it's, again, like, I feel like he's playing with the 
the pastiche, the rock and roll pastiche, except this time it's yeah. coming through lyrically as opposed to musically, which it did in the pre- previous song. It doesn't fill me with the same sense of rage uh, of, the, of the sheer mediocrity that the last track did, because as I said, like there's something about the music that's kind of not whole, truly repellent. And I think it's a much better song than you're just too hip. Song. I actually think I prefer oh, yeah. just too hip. Whoa! Yeah, I thought, a, I thought this was a pretty woeful track. I was really, really unimpressed. It like had that same kind of like half ironic, half genuine dorky lyrics, and the way yeah. he actually does the the actual titles track that like it's not the Wolverine it just comes across and I, like I want to I want to turn away on his behalf like, <laughs> I want to say with him turn him away from yeah. the microphone yeah, exactly <laughs> but it's just yeah like the whole like he's at least in this track and the other one like that's I guess the extent of my grainy um, <laughs> this it reminds me of that like it comes across as trying to channel that Americana but not pulling it off as well as someone yeah. like Nick Cable like the Jim Jones review mm, like people yeah. that like channel an Americana spirit but put it on an interesting take on it and there's an actual love there and this one seems to be like there's a bit I, I can I can feel the winking emoticon through the song it's a real kind of half like yeah half ironic half genuine but like hey it's Night of the Wolverine and it's just <laughs> I don't know I really don't pay it at <laughs> is all is that referring to something specific Night of the Wolverine like not that I'm aware of yeah. Okay. Could be. I just wondered the way you said that. Like, oh no, that was just the way you said it. Knowledge. Oh, oh no. Okay. I think this is a much more benign grainy, which yeah. is nice. <laughs> I, can, I can deal with that. The other yeah. one was a like yeah. full on malignant this grainy. Is, yeah, this, this is non Hodgkin's grainy. <laughs> yeah. okay. oh, it's gone. <laughs> I don't know, I, I think musically, I think this song's kind of nice. Like, um, I think the guitar and the keyboard complement each other really well. It still think... sounds like a fucking Casio keyboard, though. <laughs> no, I, I, so think, I think it sounds nice. I think the production is quite lush, and I, I enjoy it. And, I like and... the female voice in there. Like, I yeah, really, I really enjoy it. Really I really enjoy I think, it and, and, you know, the, yeah. the line, breakfast in the afternoon, I think, at least musically, that's what this song is. I was like, yeah, you know, I get this. This is just a really lazy, like, staying in bed until one sort of song and whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, the thing, the the element of the song that I don't like is is grainy. Yeah. Like, every time <laughs> he opens his mouth, it. it's like, yeah. oh, I'm back out again. The coral snakes are fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they, should, they should branch out. Dave's the decider. He, like, yeah, it's just him. Like, everything else I can kind of get behind in this song, because it, like, it doesn't wow me, but... It's like no, this is you know musically this is kind of nice. Whatever, oh, I get it's, that. It's, I get it's fun. that. It's, it's laid yeah. back. It's chill. But he just no. Every time, no, yeah. thank you. You brought up uh, uh, Mac. You brought up the Americana aspect of it, and to me, I felt like this was kind of a nod or a bit of a pastiche to Lou Reed. Oh. Uh, yeah. So just with the the infliction in his vocals and the yeah, way it kind of, of go down when it should go up and stuff like that, I, I think it's a bit of a silly song. It's a bit of a throwaway song. It's way too high up in this. <laughs> way chart, too high, obviously. But uh, ultimately, I, I think it's harmless. You know, I don't think that there's any uh, you know wrath to be incurred over this song. I yeah, it's not worth getting angry about. Essentially, yeah, hence, hence at, at the very least, oh. you know. I get, I, you know, I had a bit of fun with Just Your Hit, but I could totally see why you guys were fucking tearing your hair out over it, <laughs> you know? With this, distress. So with, what, what do you prefer? Out of these two? Uh, honestly, yeah, I'm with you. I think I, I think I prefer Just Your Hip mm. as well. Just just that riff, man. <laughs> I didn't say I like Just Your Hip. No, this is, yeah. this is all me. <laughs> this is totally all me, and I'm willing to put my hand up here. Uh, this is a great divide in in hundreds and thousands. And damn it, uh, grainy! <laughs> I am a rock. I am an island. <laughs> the cheese stands alone. <laughs> Indeed, he does. At number forty-seven, 
This is Shaka Demu or Demis. I have no fucking idea how to Shaka pronounce Demu. it. Shaka Demu. Yeah. Shaka Demu. Let's go with Shaka Demu. I think if it's not, it should be. Yeah, yeah, really. I think it flows better. Shaka Demu and the players uh, with Tease Me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh darling. Mm-hmm. Just floating like a butterfly, so charming. Baby girl, she recognized the man in me. Number one of the world. There's something in her eyes like a spell getting me hypnotized. Oh Lord, she gave me one smile, two smile, three smile. She got me going wild. Work more than diamonds and pearls. So baby, don't change your style. have demonstrated that pretty... Yeah. Why is it called Pliers? <laughs> it might be a funny story in there Maybe. somewhere. <laughs> it doesn't come through the song. You know, definitely not. Well. I love this. This is just Proto Shaggy. <laughs> oh, God. It is Proto Shaggy. It's exactly the phrase I thought when I was listening to it. Interestingly, every record in terms of charts that they hit, Shaggy came through and broke. Like, like <laughs> record wow. for record. Like, they, they just cleared the way for Shaggy. You know what's fucking <laughs> freaky about this? The video on YouTube... If you go to the related videos, the first related vi- the first related video is it wasn't me. Huh. Yeah, yeah. This so is as soon as this was done, I got to throw in it yeah. wasn't me and just yeah. bounce. This is proto Shaggy. It's like yeah, the song's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Let's get that. I feel like it, it's kind of like it has almost groove, and I feel like yeah, exactly. I spent all the verses waiting for this really cool chorus. That's exactly. And the it. chorus doesn't come. And I'm right. Like, yeah. What happened? That that where did the chorus go? Everything about the song is hinting at the good bit. It's about to start. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Yeah. It's just the hinting. Yeah, it's exactly. the whole song. That's We're not exactly going to get it, it till Shaggy. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was sitting there. If I was the producer, just sitting there, and they brought in this song to me, I'd just be like, well, that's a really nice demo, guys, but, uh, you know... We're supposed to have a song. Like, yeah. the single's coming out next week. What have you got for me? Every time it goes to the chorus, I'm like, now it's going to happen, and it never ah, does. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's what you decided to go with. Yeah. Oh, it, like, well... It could have, you know, it could have been something. That something would still be exactly. a terrible this kind of yes, song. No, but it, it, it like, yeah. there's potential for it to have been more than yeah. what it is. Every individual part of the song is okay. Yeah. 
But it's just the sum of the parts is way lower than the individual. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, the fade out at the end. Fade out is crazy. Like, yeah. oh, such a cop out. <laughs> this is like a, this. This is just a blander version of Inner Circle to me. Like, I would have swapped these two around yeah. if, if we're talking chart positions. There's just the songwriting is just piss poor. The production is even worse. Ah, oh, like there is n- like nothing about this song that immediately springs to mind like even in a oh how terrible is that part kind of way but everything's just like ugh it's just like why did you even bother yeah they it's, missed and they weren't particularly aiming at something interesting exactly Adam can I disagree you you can wait do you love it or hate it I kind of love it hey um, <laughs> I really do this um, will be good it's just, well, I mean, I feel like we all need to gather around for a start and talk about 1993's reggae problem. Yeah. <laughs> there needs to be an intervention. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's happened far too many times for us to let this slide. We care about 1993, and we want it to be okay. We want we want the reggae to stop. Yes. Um, but like, I actually think that I like that it that it hints towards things and never gets there. Like, I kind of like it when tracks do that. There's something about what, being left wanting more and never quite reaching it that's kind of a little bit satisfying to yeah, me. Yeah, no, I, I understand that as an ethos, but yeah. not not with this kind of music. Like, you, you know, know it, so? in a rock song where there's like a build up and then they cut it before they deliver, or when you know, like that stuff's interesting. Yeah. But this is just clearly meant to be a dancey groove song, but I think and it never does that. Well, no, but I think you're like not putting enough emphasis on that gorgeous tease me hook. Like, it's it's awesome when he comes through and he sings the tease me, tease me, tease me bit. It's I awesome. hate that. It's great. I, I, love that. That. I think the hook's fine, but it's missing like it's missing the rest of the song to make that a cool chorus. Eh, I, I don't know whether I mind so much. I think it's kind of. I, I, I like the texture of the beat and whatever. I like the kind of way it just grooves along. I don't. I, I mean, I, I agree. Like, it is too high. Also, uh, love is like catching a big fish. <laughs> yeah, what's your point? That's it. What an amazing lyric is my point. You like, think love is not like catching a big fish? <laughs> Have you ever caught a big fish? No, maybe The point stands. Yeah. point of comparison. Yeah. I just, but it's just, that's an amazing lyric. It's, it's, it's amazing that that's in there. I think in the end, I like it maybe in the same way that you like Ebenezer Good, Nathan. <laughs> But I liked Ebenezer Good because it was outrageous. This is the opposite of that. Like this is this is so unoutrageous. I, I wish this was outrageous. I wish this was as as for want of a better term, as bombastic as Shaggy. <laughs> when, when Shaggy does it, like he goes all the way, and this feels like they they're not confident enough to go there. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's a, it's enough of a groove for me to not hate it. Like, yeah. it, it, it gets over the line for me. I it's suppose just, it's just so close to an incredible <laughs> bad song. And I wanted to be that song. <laughs> the divide has opened up, or once again, in the world of Hottest 100s and Thousands. And I pray for the day that we all get along. We have one last song to talk about in this week's episode at number 46. It's the return of the almighty king of missile with detachable penis. I think it's going to get me in trouble Or I can rent it out when I don't need it 
But now and then I go to a party, get drunk, and the next morning I can't, for the life of me, remember what I did with it. First I looked around my apartment and I couldn't find it. So I called up the place where the party was, they hadn't seen it either. I asked them to check the medicine cabinet, cause for some reason I leave it there sometimes, but not this time. So I told them if it pops up to let me know. I called a few people who were at the party, but they were no help either. I was starting to get desperate. I really don't like being without my penis for too long. It makes me feel like less of a man, and I really hate having to sit down every time I take a leap. After a few hours of searching the house and calling everyone I could think of, I was starting to get very depressed. Key missile at number 46. With detachable penis. Now, Mac woke up this morning with a really bad hangover and his penis was missing, so I'd like to get your perspective on this little story. This song I have a very, very particular and, I guess, weird nostalgia for. I remember hearing it when it was first on the radio and knowing at the time that it was probably too naughty for me to listen to as a six-year-old or whatever that. So I, whenever it was on the radio, I would, like... Like, oh, like, mum or whatever would change the channel or something. And then if, but if I was at home and it was on, I would, like, listen to it in my room on the radio. I remember thinking it had a kind of naughty nostalgia for it. And I think, like, I know that we had a discussion about King Missile just recently. And yeah. I know that not everyone was as... I, I, I'm not a huge King Missile defender, but I think I am defending them more than other people. And this song, I'm not sure... I, again, I'm not sure how ironic it's been. In my head, I like to compartmentalise it in the same area that I would put Tism's defecate on my face. It's just like both both of them, I guess, occupy the same tier of brow on the low to high scale. But I think that again, both of them are like it's meant it's, it's stupidity as form, and that's what makes it a yeah quote mm. art unquote. Mm. And I think like I know perhaps I'm looking at this in a deeper way than was ever meant, and that might be the case. I'm happy to admit that I'm wrong. Here. <laughs> but something about this song again, there's something to it. I'm not sure. Like, I didn't listen to it more than once when I when we were revising. Mm. But I, I when I listen, I'm like, man, there's something here. And when it gets kind of rocky and noisy at the end, it's yeah. okay. The lyrics are crap, but I think that's exactly the point. Like, I, there's some, I don't know there's something there. I'm not sure, King. Like, if the members of that band are listening, reach out. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel the same way, man. I remember saying something similar about Jesus was way cool. Like, yeah. I couldn't precisely articulate that either, but I listened to it and I went, yeah, there's something Yeah, here. There's something going on. And, you, you know, I drew my own kind of conclusions from it. And I don't know, like, this song, I don't really... Has, it doesn't have the same richness as Jesus is Way Cool to me. Like, whatever richness there was. I think this is much better. You reckon? Yeah. I think musically it's much better. Obviously. There's a, there is a part of me that just thinks, yeah, you are just trying to say penis as many times as possible. Like, yeah. And why wouldn't you? Music's big enough that there can be a song that does that. Yeah. Well, again, it's like, this is difficult on my face. Then have these prunes to choose. <laughs> we have ways of making you poo. Like, it's meant to be dumb. And yeah. I think it's a similar thing. Yeah, that I can keep it pretty quiet. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I, I feel like I, I, I'm just tired. I'm, I'm so tired of all these I'm King so Missile. Done. It's like it's fine. I get that you know some people have a nostalgia attachment to it, and it's kind of funny. I like musically this. They just shoved a delay pedal on a guitar, and it's like yeah, presto. And it's like yeah. fine, whatever. You know that like I can listen to that. Lyrics don't do anything for me. Yeah, I was reading about it because um, they got heaps of airplay at this with this song and then yeah. sort of stopped getting airplay ever after yeah and they picked up a lot of fans because of this song they used to play it at first on all their shows so all the people just there for that song would leave oh. and then they would play the rest of their set to the people who liked King Missile very nice huh. of them yeah mm. I think that's a good way of doing that but also um, in an interview about what the song is about uh, I can't remember his name Mr. Missile 
um, was like, yeah, you know, there are some elements of male identity there, but I don't think they're overt. I like to think I'm not obvious about the humour, and I'm not obvious about the feelings either. Can you say, oh, you're pretty obvious about the humour? <laughs> <laughs> Unless the humour is crazy subtle, and not thinking, like, it's beyond what we're thinking, then yeah, you're pretty, pretty It's called detachable obvious. penis. Yeah. Like, <laughs> does what it says on the tin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even care. Detaches. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even care. I fucking love this song. It's just, it's one of those songs, like like you said, that's always gotten a laugh out of me, regardless of when or where I hear it, under what circumstances. Just like, ah, what a fucking stupid story. Like, I get, I get that it's just... We've all been there, is the beauty of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I had a similar thing when I heard My Name Is by Eminem for the first time, and I got to hear that, like, uncensored. I was just like, oh my god, there's so many fucks and swears and shit. Oh my god. And it's such an exciting feeling. I love that feeling of just knowing you're doing something taboo at such a young age, right? That's really, like, I didn't didn't quite get that from this, but I know what you're talking about. I love that. It's a really special feeling. I was watching South Park when it first came out. Right! That's exactly Exactly. what I That's it! That's it! That's what I'm talking about. Hearing the original, um, the uncensored version of uh, Firewater Burn by Bloodhound Game. Oh, Burn, motherfucker, burn. Yeah, boy. Burn, and then the the horse sound effect, burn. Oh, so good. But yeah, I love the riff, I love the keys, I love the timing, I love the pacing of the, the vocals, just how he how he just just pause on something for a second and then he like he he just work his way through his confessions about the detachable penis, like it uh, makes me feel like less of a man, yeah. you know. I love that. I, I think his delivery is really good, and like in terms of like following along in the story, you kind of do. Like you, you if you're listening to it for the first time, you do want to see where it goes. By the end, it's like, does he get his penis back? Yeah, <laughs> tune in. <laughs> and I'm very glad that he did, and yeah, I'm glad that we got to talk about him because now we're all happy and well. complete. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh. But at what cost? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> At last the penis is safe, but for how long? That brings us to the end of another episode of Hottest 100s and Thousands. Thank you so much for listening and kicking off our journey into the second half of the 1993 Hottest 100. Before we get out of here, we are going to be discussing our favourites and our least favourite songs from this episode. And we're going to start with Nathan. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think I have to say my favourite would have to be UMI. Mm-hmm. Uh, surely that's the winner's choice in this episode. Uh, and least favourite's going to go to the grainy. To the grain. Fair enough. I also went with Adam's Ribs for my favourite and Tease Me for my least favourite. Andrew? Yeah, I think for me, no brainer, UMI for the best of these five. It's leagues above the rest. And my least favourite also going to have to go to the Don Hodgkin's grainy. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Adam? Could you say we're all against the grain? Oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely grainy. It's more like Dadum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and your favourite? I kind of want to screw with you all and put tease me as my number one, but I'm not Fuck going. To, I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm going to put you in mine. Fucking a. But it's second. 
Uh, <laughs> me too, man. Solidarity. I'm going to pick living colour. That is also my second favourite. Oh, there's some solidarity here, people. I love it. I love it. Uh, if you are checking us out on iTunes, please uh, rate and review. Uh, it'll help more people uh, find out about what we're doing. We're on Facebook and we are on WordPress as well. So you can go to those links, adding in Hottest 100s and Thousands, 100S, 100S. Uh, and Adam? Hi. Uh, no apostrophes. Just no so, apostrophes. Just, just so you don't, remember. Don't punctuate URLs. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly no, right. Do it. <laughs> so months. check us out on those things. Uh, you can, uh, yeah, you can do do what you want to do and be what you want to be. Rest in peace, Jim Keyes. So until next time, on behalf of Mr. Adam Buncher. See ya. On behalf of Mr. Andrew McDonald. Hope you're the chat about the bush. And on behalf of Mr. Nathan Harrison. It's been a pleasure. My name is Debbie James Young. Keep music evil. Goodbye. Hottest 100s and thousands is filmed in front of a live studio audience.